Hallelujah. We're going to go immediately into the Word of God. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah 18. We're going to read verses 1 to 6. Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again onto another vessel, and it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look at this clay is in the potter's hands. So are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Let's pray. Father, holy and mighty are you. We praise you for your word. We ask that you would give us this morning an open heart, an ear that would hear, hear the word of the Lord to us. Father, we ask that everything would that would cause us interference in our thoughts towards you, that those things would be pushed aside and completely out. We ask that you would bless Danny and Vova and myself with your spirit, that each one of us can understand the word of the Lord. In the name of Yeshua we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Jeremiah had the experience that God spoke to him in the potter's house. Danny has felt this morning that God has called each one of us individually and corporately to come together and go down to the potter's house. Danny says that he personally he has never created a, a vessel or some sort of pitcher from clay, but he has watched people do this. And it's a little bit different what we do now in the modern days is what it was back in the biblical time. And it was, uh, you could see that the, the potter would take a lump of clay and he would put it onto a flat surface, maybe made of wood or of stone. And with his hands, he would start to mold it and create a beautiful instrument or a beautiful vessel. Danny has felt that God is telling us that he wants to use something, do something special in each of our lives. There are five different points that I believe need to happen in the potter's house. The first one is that we allow God to create us or to form us to put ourselves into his hands. This is the first thing that we need to do. If you want that God will do something with you, then you need to put yourself into his hands to allow him to move in your life. You know, we live in a world that each person wants to do what he or she wants or what they think. And in reality, the world creates us or wants to create us into what they want for us. Or more correctly, that we want to be what we want to be. So if you do not put yourself into the hands of God, then you are really in the hands of the world. And the world will make of you something that God did not plan for you to be. God is not looking for people that he will be like an addition to their life. Sometimes Pastor Danny speaks with people and he speaks with them about God. And they say, yes, they believe in God, but it's more like an addition into their lives. God is not looking for those type of people. Amen. God is looking for people that allow him to be everything in their life. 100%. Those that will allow him to put themselves into his hands and to say to him, do what you want with me. Do what you want with my life. I am ready to accept everything. And here in this portion of scripture, God is speaking about the children of Israel. He is the creator. We are the clay. 
when Pastor Danny reads the creation story in the first part of Genesis, it says that God took the dust from the earth and he created man and he breathed into him the breath of life. And that's us. From dust, he has created us. What a wonderful God we have. And he can make for himself wonderful vessels from us. But the very first thing that he calls us to do is to be in his hands. Let's turn in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, to Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31. So in this chapter, we read the last instructions that Moses gives to the children of Israel. Deuteronomy 31. Let's read Deuteronomy 31, verses 20 and 21. Here he speaks to the children of Israel. Verse 20, when I have brought them to the land flowing with milk and honey, of which I swore to their fathers, and they have eaten, and they filled themselves, and they grew fat, and then they will turn to other gods and serve them, and then they will provoke me and break my covenant. Verse 21, then it shall be, when many evils and troubles have come upon them, that this song will testify against them as a witness, for it will not be forgotten in the mouths of their descendants. For I know the inclination of their behavior today, even before I have brought them to the land of which I swore to give to them. Deuteronomy 31, 20, 21. So in this portion, we see that Moses is prophesying what the Lord has told him. And he says that there will be a time that the children of Israel turn to idols. And verse 21, it says, for I know their behavior that they will do. God knows who we are. And in Hebrew, a Hebrew lesson, uh, a house, the potter's house or create is, comes from the same root word. So we have in us the potential to leave God and to serve idols. Every one of us has that potential in us, that possibility in us. Because the thing that is created in us, even like it says in the book of Noah, that the eyes and the creativity of man even from the beginning is evil so that's why it's important that we put our life in God's hands and we allow him to create something in us something that he desires so here we see that God says if you leave me if you will turn and go away from me you will become something that is not what I created or wanted and a man that does not have God in his life, he is missing something very important. Maybe it is the biggest important thing in his life. It is his destiny of God in this world. Danny will this year uh, become 39 years old. And Danny thinks about the years that he had in, in the faith. So Danny says to himself, if, if up at this point this is the height of everything, if the greatest things I did in my life are behind me, for, so for him it's a tragedy. Amen. There's so much more that God has planned. But he will do his will through us, not what we want. So the first thing we need in the potter's house is to be in the hands of God. The second thing that we have is self-image. How we see ourselves. Our self-image really uh, portrays everything of who we are and what we think. What we see and what we think. We could be, like Pastor Danny spoke earlier, we could be vessels of what the world wants of us. But God wants us to be vessels that he created. Okay, psychology describes self-image as this. How much a person thinks about himself and also what he thinks others think about himself. Okay, so what you think about yourself, 
and what others think about you. And this is the way your self-image is built up or seen. Uh, today, there are all over the world, there are seminars and teachings about your self-image. Danny says he's never been in one of these seminars to tell you if it's good or not good. But Danny wants to say that from the time that Yeshua came into his life, his self-image changed completely, big time, for a good thing. Now I know that I am a child of God, and I know that I have a Father, a Heavenly Father in Heaven. Now I know that I'm not alone, and I know that none of this is dependent on what I have achieved in this life. It's not dependent on other things in this world. It's not dependent upon my family life, and it's definitely not dependent on my bank account. God can do with me everything He wants, and I feel complete and whole and at peace. So there are some of us that relate ourselves to somebody else. And so some of us say that this is who we want to be like. This is our desire to be like a certain person. So Danny has thought of an example. So Danny has seen a picture of exactly what he wants to share with us. Uh, Danny couldn't find the picture. He's going to try and describe to us the picture that he saw. So it was a picture of a woman who's looking into a mirror. So she looks like a normal person. And, but what she sees in the mirror, she sees a really, really, really big woman. And I thought to myself, sometimes this is the way we really see ourselves. So many times our young girls are looking at pictures of these models that are really anorexic. And so many times they say, oh, look, this is who I want to be like. I want to be just like her. And her, her own body is not meant to be like this person's body. And sometimes there are years of pain that they put their body through to try and be like somebody that they were never meant to be like. There are many young girls that suffer from anorexia because of their self-image. So it's so important that you realize and you receive who you are in the eyes of God. God wants you to be a certain way. And this is okay. He loves you. He wants you. He doesn't try to put you on the same level as somebody else. Well, if you'll be like this, you'll be more holier. The world looks at your beauty in a totally different way than what God looks at us. He looks at each one of you, and He sees something beautiful. He sees something perfect, complete, something that He made, something that He created, and He does a good work. So don't allow the voices from outside, from the world, to come to you and say, you're no good. You are beautiful in the eyes of God. Amen. Our self-image in the eyes of God needs to be a healthy self-image. He receives me. I am okay in His eyes. Don't believe what other people try to tell you. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to read verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Amen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you are in Christ, Messiah, if the Messiah dwells in you, you're a new creation. You're something new. Everything that was old, all the past, everything in the eyes of God is now erased. You're new. And you have to think this way. You have to live this way. You have to say, I'm new. God has changed me. He has made me according to His will. Okay, Danny was going to bring us a message saying, we are not grasshoppers. He had to explain that a little bit first. 
If you rem oh, if you remember in the story of the spies that came to spy out the land of Israel, the, some of the spies came back and said to the people of Israel, we are like grasshoppers. They are like giants over there. But Caleb and Yehoshua saw something totally different. They said, they're small to us. We'll go for them. We'll be able to beat them. They're small. Don't think of yourself as small. You are a new creation in Christ. I mean, you are serving a God who is big. He is above everything. And if you're with him, then you're fixed up. You're set up. Everything's okay. There is nothing that can stand against you. Your self-image. The third thing is your personal fashion or style. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. You put yourself in God's hands. You take on to yourself the image that God has created you for. And now it's we're going to work on our image or our fashion, our style, not fashion from the outside. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God has created you. He has put into you his spirit. He's made you a new creation, but he wants to stable you. What does he want to stable you to become? To be the image of his son. So from the, from the Hebrew word tselem, we also get the Hebrew word matzlama, which means camera. So from image, we get camera. So we need to be exactly the image of the Messiah. That means that work needs to be done in us. So when we're in the potter's house and we're that lump of clay, we don't say to God, okay, what are you doing with me? What are you going to make of me? But that he will make and create of you according to his will. So there are some stories about the uh, work of Michelangelo. It says that he would go and walk in the fields and he would look specifically for certain types of rocks, big rocks. or, And there would come behind him people with these big trolleys, uh, like wheelbarrows, and he would see a gigantic stone, a huge stone that might have been sitting in this field for thousands of years, and he would look at this stone, and so he would say, this stone I want in my, in my workplace. And so then they would take this big stone to Michelangelo's workplace, and he would take the tools and the hammer, and he would start to chip away and to chisel away. And all of a sudden... After some time, all of a sudden there would be this wonderful statue, maybe, of King David from this stone that was just in the field. Amen. God is also an artist. He looks at you, and he sees something. Even before anything happened, sometimes we don't see anything in ourselves, but thank God he sees something. But he has some work to do, and sometimes this work is not always simple or easy. So we say, God, take away everything out of me that is not from you. Take everything off that we don't need. And God does this work in us. And if we allow him, we will one day be the proper vessel in his hand. He wants to create us to be the image of his son. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Very, verses that we are very important for us. Ephesians 4.22. Ephesians 4.22, that you put off the old man concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. 
verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, verse 24, that you would put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So the changes that need to take place in our life, it is related to our behavior and our thoughts. The old man is full of sin. The old man is full of sin. He's an old man that does not know God. The old man thinks thoughts. And remember once Danny talked to us about if there was a possibility that everybody else saw our thoughts, if there was a little screen on our forehead and everybody saw those thoughts. How many of you would want that type of forehead where everybody could see your thoughts? I think every one of us would live in loneliness because our thoughts that go through our head. Sometimes, you know, there is a thing that's called brainwashing. And most of the time people use this in a negative way. Oh, they say, oh, you had a brainwashing. It's, uh, it's almost always, uh, always in a negative way. You never hear anything good about a brainwashing. So now Danny's going to share with us something very positive about brainwashing. All of the dirt that we have carried with us through our lives in our, in our mind, things that we have seen through the TV, things that we've seen through each different aspect, we have filled ourselves up with so much rubbish that God wants to clean everything. He wants to renew everything. This is called a brainwashing in a good way. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, give me a brainwashing every day. Clean every part of the dirt that's in me. God wants us to think like him. Remember, God wants us to think like him, to think like Yeshua. He wants to create us to be like Yeshua. You know, when Yeshua walked here on the earth, he never made mistakes. Everything that he said, everything that he did, it was not in vain. How many of us want to come to that type of place that we, that we would practice in our life, in our behavior, in our style, in our thought process to be like Yeshua, to be renewed in our mind? The fourth thing, as we're processing through on the potter's house, it's to come into complete perfection with God's work in us. Let's turn to Isaiah 45. We want to complete God's will in us. Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45, 9. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Or shall the handiwork say he who has, he has no hands? Like I said at the beginning, we need to receive what God wants for our life. If you're in his hands, he will do with you the best thing that can be done with you. In these verses, the clay, the clay is having an argument with the potter and saying, what are you doing with me? I don't want to be like this. So think if Danny wants to be a worship leader. And so it's really not a good thing if Danny would start to sing in front of us. And most of us would like maybe smile gently and, and very politely. No, very nice, very nice. And then you'll say one person to each other, oh, he thinks he really has a gift of worship. Uh-oh. So Danny was not called to be a worship leader. But if you, if you start to argue and you say, no, I'm going to be a worship leader. This is what I'm going to be. Then I want to lead. I want to preach. I want to be this person. I want to be like this or like this. Then you can't come before God in this type of attitude. Then you think that you know better than him what he has planned for you. And he knows exactly the proper place for you to be more effective. God knows 
If you're looking for the top place or the first place or the most important place all the time, you will always have a problem. God does not always call each one of us to be in the front. Do you know what Danny says will be the ones that are more known in the heavens? These are the ones that are the people of prayer. These are the ones that pray and nobody sees them. Nobody knows anything about them. Do you know who, who this is? Also, the people that work downstairs with their children. Those are the ones, the ones that are changing the diapers. Those are the ones that are running after the kids. And so here we are sitting here wonderfully in God's presence, just resting and relaxing in God's presence. The people that God is looking for are the people that are willing to be in his hands and have the destiny of what he wants. When Danny was a young new believer in Christ, the Messiah, he was around other believers. Sometimes he saw the different gifts or talents that God had given them. Sometimes I saw, he saw people with maybe 10 different gifts. Wow, this person knows how to teach. He knows to sing. He can play maybe six or seven different instruments. And Danny would look at himself and say, wow, what have I got? Nothing. And Danny would say to himself, wow, this person probably has a really high reputation or in the eyes of God. But this is not true. Don't try to put yourself into what somebody else is in the eyes of God. And if you have one thing, and if you're good at taking care of old people, and this is your calling in life, hallelujah, amen. This is the place that you will feel the presence of God and his blessing on you. If you're really good at organizing the chairs and maybe to paint walls, then this is the place, this is the best place God has for you. If God has called you to teach or to witness, this is the most blessed place that God has for you. To receive God's will for your life and to be happy and joyful in this. Even if you're in the middle of the problems or if you're in the middle of doing something in the supermarket, God is using you. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? You don't say to God, make of me something I want to be, but make of me something you want me to be. And what's wonderful about God, he can always change things. And so he says, up until now, you've been like this, and now I'm going to change you and be, put you into this purpose to always complete God's will in my life. And the, fir the fifth thing that's in the potter's house, it's something that we cannot do without, and this is the fire. After God has created you, he's made you a vessel. He puts you in the oven. And this is the place that's most uncomfortable, not nice to be in the fire. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. We'll read verses from Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. This is a prophecy that speaks about Messiah. It says he will suddenly come to his people, the people who are looking for him. So the very religious Jews have special prayers of waiting for the Messiah. And here it says he will suddenly come. It's not something that we will know about. And the Messiah is going to come on a certain date. And it says he will come suddenly. Verse 2 says, But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. Verse 3, He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. 
that they may offer to the Lord as offering in righteousness. Our Lord doesn't just create, but he also refines or purifies. Refiner takes certain metals, golds, silvers, and he uses the fire to separate the good gold or the silver, the metal that's in it from the, the, the trash or from the, the purities that are the things that are in there that are not pure. And as we read these verses, we see that God will purify us. It says that we will be like servants in his hands. Usually the fire is something we've come away from. We don't go close to it. We usually back away from the fire because it's hurting. It's consuming, but he also purifies. The fire also purifies. And this specific point is a point that you cannot miss. And I want to tell you that in any case, we will all go through the fire. We will all experience the fire. If it's a fire as the judgment of God or a fire as a purifying fire, after God makes of you a vessel, be ready to go into the fire. Because this vessel, in order for it to be ready for use, has to go through this time. In 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1, He's speaking, Peter speaking to the Kehila. Let's read verses 6 and 7. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Daddy's going to read verse 7 again. That the genuineness of your faith, having much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Messiah Yeshua. So at this time, we knew that the believers were going through the fire. Pastor Danny in the last home group spoke about the pain or the suffering that the believers were going through. Because of your faith and because of your belief in Messiah Yeshua, you will have persecution or trials. And each time that you go through these trials and the suffering, God is using it as a fire in order to purify you and cleanse you. God wants to make of us holy, pure vessels in his hand. Maybe some of you are thinking, I don't know how God can use me. But I want to tell you this morning that if you will put yourself in his hands, he will take your life. He will do something wonderful with it, something that he wants, something that is exactly perfect for you. But first and foremost, put yourself in his hand. Allow him to create you, to make you as the image of Messiah Yeshua. Perfect. One that would know how to act and react and to think and say, Father God, make me like Yeshua. Change my life, change my thought patterns, change who I am. One of the things that's so wonderful is that as God changes us, He strengthens who we are in Him. Pastor Danny remembers that once he was invited, he and Luann probably to go eat at a family's house. And Pastor Danny found himself seated around a table with a person, people of high standards or people of high capabilities, a lawyer, a doctor. Everybody had some sort of degree. Pastor Danny felt very small, like he said earlier, like a grasshopper, very small. And Danny said to himself, what am I doing here with these people? I'm not even in this. And he sat very quietly to the side and he said, I'm not really speaking because, you know, all of these were people of our high 
standard or high quality of teaching and learning and I'm just kind of down here and all of a sudden the spirit of the Lord started speaking to Danny and he said to Danny you're not small you are an ambassador of Messiah you are an ambassador of Christ and all of a sudden Danny started thinking wow I'm an ambassador ah an ambassador has a high calling has a high place all of a sudden I was strengthened more in who I am and I started entering in the conversations and all of a sudden I started telling them about Yeshua and all of a sudden I felt bigger I didn't try and it didn't become as bad or evil but when you realize who you are in Messiah Yeshua amen you will know and you will feel good about yourself and it doesn't matter who's around you you will always know that you are the son or the daughter of the Most High God so we're gonna close um, with verses from Acts chapter 4 special verses for Danny that he likes verses that always encourage him so Peter and John who were disciples of Messiah Yeshua whom they loved and they were healing people and some of the Pharisees and the higher people up came to them uh, in resistance and these people were scholarly and they were learned underneath the best rabbis in the area and they came from the best families and all of a sudden here's Peter and John who were fishermen who had lived in Nazareth they were fishermen and they they lived by the Sea of Galilee all of a sudden they've done this miracle and see what they say here verse 13 Acts 4:13. now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men they marveled and they realized they had been with Yeshua you could see in their eyes the boldness of Peter and John and they paid attention to the fact that these Peter and John were men that were uneducated and even in the Greek word it's even a stronger word that's used it's not only fact that they were people that had not gone to the school and they had no potential it was they were seen as people who had a learning disability and they said to themselves how is it possible that these type of people who have a learning dis disability it could be like this they saw in them that in the past they had been with Yeshua brothers and sisters this is the one thing we need it's that people around us would be able to see that we have been with Yeshua and every place that you go to that God will use you to do his will let's stand and let's pray I want you to think this morning about this place where we're at now is the potter's house and I know that there are people here that God wants to take you into his hands but he doesn't do it under pressure he doesn't force anyone this is a personal decision of each person to put yourself in his hands and to allow him to make of you what he wants of you some of you have walked according to this calling and you've been blessed and and some of you are struggling with with being what God has called you to be maybe there's some of you here for the first time and I want to say to you look at your life what have you achieved up until now in your life and I know that God has a special plan for your life and you're not here just by chance he wants to touch you he wants to make you a holy vessel for him the worship team will come we're gonna 
sing the song, Here is My Life. I want to invite people forward for prayer, those that are wanting to put their hands into God's hands, and to say, The Lord, make me and do in me your will. The front is open for prayer. We don't need to be embarrassed. We're here for prayer, one for another. We're here for help, to help you. We want to be a vessel holy unto him. I need to tell you now that this step that you've made is a serious step. There's some of you that come each time in front. And when God sees that you make this step forward, he sees it as a very serious thing. And I know, I, Danny can tell you from experience, that this step is the best thing. It doesn't matter what people speak about you or what people want you to be but what he wants you to be. And he knows the best. So I want us to take a few moments to pray now. And I want you to pray after me. Danny will lead us. Let's pray together. Let's lift up our hands before the Lord. We say, here I am, Lord. Let's say together, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Make and do your will in me, Lord. Father, forgive me for every single time that I wanted to be something that I was not called to be. Forgive me for each time that I have sinned before you, that I did not do your will. Father, I don't want you to be an addition to my life. I want you to be everything in my life. Everything, everything in my life. Here I am, Lord. Make and do in me your work and your will. Our prayer team will come forward and they'll pray for different ones of you. You know, prayer is something personal. It's necessary that you take you and God together by yourself. And that I, Lord, I put myself in your hand. Father, make me who you want me to be. my life I give it to you my heart and my soul 
do in me your will.
May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. And may the Lord give his peace and his countenance to be upon you. In the name of Hallelujah.